0: This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. So for those of you that do not know what Skillshare is, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning with thousands of classes online for people like you and me. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the Skinny Confidential. Explore your creativity at skillshare.com TSC and get two free months of premium membership. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com TSC. That's skillshare.com slash TSC. All right, Lauren, you're going to blow the mic or what? Let's get get in position. And we're back again, everybody. Welcome back. Been a long week on Friday. You're still about to blow that mic.
1: I am about to blow the mic. I love to get super close to the mic, and it's like right in my face. I, I, I
0: cannot tell you how much I miss our fucking studio. I am sick of this. I want to get out of the house. I'm done. It's done.
2: You look like you're about to blow the mic, though, too. (laughs) <laughs> you know, look like you've aged 10 years.
0: I probably look like I've aged worse than that. Welcome back to the show, everybody. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Michael Bostick. I am a serial entrepreneur. I am claustrophobic in this house. I am ready to leave. I am the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. How annoying.
1: How annoying is he, Mimi? He's oh. so humble. I was
0: doing the intro to the show, Lauren. Okay,
1: Michael, you're like the WB frog. Like His personality was a functioning too, and now it's like High level 10. I know how to turn it on. tap dancing. I know how to tap into it. Okay. All right. Well, here we are. We're here. We have Mimi, my little sister. She also works. She's my right hand man. She works at the Skinny Confidential
2: with us.
0: She's got a huge dick. Hi. Right hand man.
2: Yep. That's me. (laughs) What? What's up with you and dicks today?
0: (gasps) I don't know. Is so
2: Lauren not like doing it for you? Yeah, What's wh- going what do you on, mean, Michael? Are you going to go throw a beat in the
0: shower? She's doing it for that mic.
1: Okay. Well, Mimi's here. And yeah, Mimi compiled all of your questions from my Instagram story and our hotline. Shout out to our hotline, you guys. We have a fucking hotline. What's the number to the hotline?
2: One eight three three skinnies.
1: Yes, people have been calling in and leaving voicemails. So Mimi got everything transcribed. She has questions that you guys have asked Michael and I, and we're gonna answer them on this episode. Cause quarantine is the time to do
2: this. You know it's been what I mean? A while
0: since we've done a listener question.
2: Yeah, it has we been. We used a while. to do those call-ins. Remember with Taylor? Ooh. I'm
0: to see when we get the studio back open again. I'm gonna do that again. That was fun. I like doing that. That's that's like that's old school. When we used to have people actually call in. I'm gonna do that. I want to do that again. I want to have the call-ins. I want to play the voicemails. I want to get. We need to get back.
1: Taylor in quarantine would be a great reality show. Like there'd be nothing better than watching Taylor in quarantine. I would love to know what Taylor O'Connor is doing. He's listening right now with his big ear. How's it going, Taylor?
0: Taylor's our producer, for those of you that are new to the show. And he works for, with us at Deer Media and, and for us at Deer Media. And somehow, even when we're all working from home and the only thing you need to do is click a button to get into a Zoom meeting, he still happens to be late to every meeting. I really, I don't get it. It's, I mean...
1: I don't get it. And if you're unfamiliar with Taylor, he has pissed his pants on the show, talked about his one minute man problem. You don't have to call it a problem. I guess it was one minute man situation and told every story in the book about every sexual encounter he's ever had. So it's been a real wild ride with Taylor. If you want to have more context, you can go back and listen to any Taylor episodes. Okay, let's get into the show. Mimi, I'm going to let you start out with the first question. We are going to answer the reader's questions, the listener's questions.
2: Okay. Everyone always asks this question. It's probably like the top five most asked questions on the podcast Instagram.
0: Wait, stop for one second. Can I ask you? Are those? Did you just start wearing glasses for for a look, or do you actually need glasses?
2: No, I went to the eye doctor, and my left eye. Is when did you go
0: to the eye doctor? There's no way you went to the eye doctor during three weeks
2: co- ago. During yeah, co- during on during, Beverly during quarantine. Yes, I wore a mask. He wore a mask.
0: I feel like you're making it up. I, I don't believe... Okay, fine.
2: No, I noticed I was working on the computer so much more during quarantine and like not getting a break from the computer that my eyes really started to hurt. And I went to the eye doctor and uh, my left eye needed a prescription for it. That is true. I wear blue light glasses too. Shout out to movement. I
0: feel it's a fashion statement. I'll th- I'll dig into this case
1: a little you, bit further. You, feel you can it? try them on right now. Do you want to see the prescription you, in You them? look like Ren and Stimpy when they just woke up. So I feel like you need to invest in a blue light glass. When's okay. the last time you had Botox? You look like... <laughs>
0: God. by what? the way
1: there's there's nothing better in life than a fake glasses moment
0: I, that's why i don't believe the glasses. i
2: love it would you guys like to try them on to see no I no mean, no
0: I, I don't need to try them on i just i, I think that you're the type of psycho you. that would wear them even if they even if you couldn't see in their little blur just to get the what just, do
2: you think get, your wife wears all the time i don't know <laughs> i probably I know. have prescription glasses that i don't need maybe if you wore glasses
0: your eyes would open up a bit more well, you better quit roll around in that chair it's gonna distract me okay. the whole the whole show right. okay go back to the questions okay. fine okay. Got some
2: um, everyone wants to know your top five books. Ooh, good question.
0: Oh, that's too hard for me, but I can give some good book recommendations, but you go first. Well, I, well, I think I got to think, I
1: think I'll say when you say one, I'll say when you say one, uh, top recommendation of books. If we're, are we going juicy or are we going value? Cause if we're going juicy, I am going to have to say Anthony Kiedis' scar tissue was one of the most beautifully written books that I've ever read. I think that's attributed to the fact that he is a songwriter. So I mean, each sentence is so beautifully written. So that's definitely one of my favorites. It's an incredibly dynamic, interesting, um, deep book too. It's about his uh, struggle with drug addiction. As far as something with value, I'll guess I'll let you go first, Michael, and then I'll come back to me with the value I'll one. I'll
0: rattle like three biographies that I think people should read. Don't one, overwhelm I'm, people, I'm though. I'm not, I'm not. One, I think everybody should read Benjamin Franklin's biography by Walter Isaacson. I think it's just Benjamin Franklin is like a really, he was just like a pillar of a person and very wise. And I just think it's important to read that biography. Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography, I've said this for a long time, Total Recall. He is has. One of the better biographies I've ever read, and he wrote it. Uh, Jerry Weintraub's biography, you'll Jerry
1: Weintraub's biography is so good, you guys. We
0: agree on that one. And you, we both read that in like, what a day or two.
1: It is such a good biography. That's, that's, uh, that's a good one,
2: Michael. If
0: I was to write a book, he stole the title. It's his title. So I would steal the title from him, but it's called, you'll know I'm dead when I stop talking. Right. It's not a good title. Yeah.
2: Explains (laughs) you perfectly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Managing oneself by Peter Drucker, The One Thing by Gary Keller. You're going
2: too crazy. What about Shogun.
0: Shogun by James Clavell. Last
2: Any, night I tried to start reading Shogun, and I immediately fell asleep.
0: Those books are hard to digest, but if anybody like really wants to get a solid grasp on a million different aspects of life in business, love, like anything, if you read The Asian Saga by James Clavell from Taipan to Noble House, it's hard to do, but it's it's worth it. A lot of people won't do it, that just probably just went into the wind.
1: I'm going to say tools of the Titans for value, because this is based upon the fact that you can open it up to any page in the entire book and the the book is 750 pages and find something that brings you a tangible takeaway. So I opened it the other day, you know, three times, and I got all different kinds of tips that I could implement into my own life. So that's the one that I would pick for value.
0: I've said like 50 times in the last like few weeks, and Ryan Holiday was just on, and we both thought, we all all three of us talked about it. Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. I
1: haven't read that. I need to read that. You need
0: to read it. I and looked
1: for it when I was naked juving in your uh, man cave, today. Anybody
0: that thinks they're really struggling right now, like anybody, literally anybody, and they read that book, it's going to give you so much perspective and so much hope in your life. This is, you're talking about somebody who literally you know survived auschwitz in the concentration camps and lived to tell about it and, and write about that entire experience it's just it's a book that everyone should read for perspective so yeah.
1: i'm gonna read that book that's my next read i am reading such a good book right now i cannot put it down michael i'm annoying the fuck out of him it's called love warrior I feel like I'm late to the party. It's by Glendalyn Doyle and she's going to come on the podcast. Did I mispronounce her name? You guys are shaking your head.
0: You probably mispronounced it. Like, I feel like that can't be her. right. Just, I mispronounce
1: things. Let's get over it. Apologize to
0: her when she comes on okay. the show. Okay. That's fine. So
1: I also heard her book Untamed is unreal. So that's my next book. I feel like the way she speaks to women is unlike anyone I've ever read. She, every sentence again is art. I've taken so many notes and highlighted so many pages, and I literally cannot put it down. I just am—I'm reading it off my phone every single night. Another book that I really am enjoying right now that was just recommended to me by my friend Sarah from Pilates is called *Nemesis*, and it's about Jackie O and Aristotle and their relationship after JFK. So that's a—that's a juicy biography. If you guys want something more juicy,
0: yeah, there's so many—there's so many good books. Uh, there's some posts that we did on the Skinny Confidential. If you look TSC Book Club up, you'll see some posts that we did there's in the so past. There's so many of Also, you probably get a pass on uh, pronunciation because you can't even say the word breakfast. So anybody, nobody's going to get mad at you because if you can't even pronounce breakfast well, after I'm all not, this time, listen, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, you get a pass.
1: Sometimes I just don't like to put my energy into picking up the remote. I like to ask you to do it for me.
0: Like if you ever and fuck up someone's breakfast,
2: name. Saying breakfast is too The much. way I say, say it. Is say like... It. Say breakfast. Breakfast. Oh, you actually say Sometimes it. you say it different. Breakfast. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: how you usually say it. Breakfast.
2: And perfect perfect
0: yeah but i'm saying like if you if you like if, if anyone ever gets mad you could just look at them and be like you know so uh, if
1: someone's gonna get mad about that we gotta like well, you could just say sorry, you gotta, we gotta take our energy elsewhere don't get mad about the way i pronounce things you, you just gotta say, go for a walk or sorry I, I can't
0: pronounce breakfast maybe some breath work
1: yeah okay and uh, two more i have two more books to we, share we we, we, oh, we overdid
0: we, this question we kicked it to death
1: but okay i difficult. have a hundred what books about Star how to on? murder your life by cat marnell how to murder your life by cat marnell did you read it yeah it's good, huh? It was so good. Your sister knows, huh? Mm-hmm. You
0: know an idea we've been toying with, Mimi, we'll just we'll ask the audience right now if we want to do it. So we've been do, we're, we're toying with the idea of doing a couple mini episodes, like maybe like five to ten minutes, like every couple of weeks, like maybe like two to three a week or a month. A month, not a week. That's too much, guys. I can't do that. But we were thinking like maybe at the beginning of each month, Lauren and I would come in and each give two book recommendations of the month. It's like a little T S C book club via podcast.
1: It's a great idea. If people like that. We'll do it. I love it.
0: So a couple episodes back, Lauren and I did an episode all about just getting started. What better time now when we're all sitting at home, have more time than ever on our hands to so just get started on that project you've been holding off on. And you know, if you're, if you're one of those people sitting there, well, yes, I want to get started, but I don't know how, we have the answer for you. We've always had the answer for you. And that is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands and thousands of classes online taught by people like you and me. It's amazing, we've been talking about it for years. It's one of the easiest ways to jump in and learn a new skill.
1: The skill that my team Specifically, uses we've talked about this are the Instagram stories. You know how there's video, and we use like for our podcast. You can see the audio and the video on the stories. We learned how to do that through Skillshare. So they all went on. They took a class, and now some of them are like so good at it, it's ridiculous. Sometimes Taylor sends me assets, and I'm like, wow, you are really, really tapped into Skillshare.
0: One of my favorite classes that they just launched is Simple Productivity: How to Accomplish More with Less by none other than Greg McKeown. He's been on this show. He wrote one of of our favorite books, Essentialism. He has a whole course online now, all about how to be productive and stay productive during this time. He's an amazing author too. Check out his book, Essentialism. There's there's a free plug for you right there, Greg. Um, and this is really a Skillshare plug. So. Two of my favorite things, meeting in the same place, Skillshare and Greg McEwen. He's got a course on there. And guys, as always, we have a special offer just for our listeners. If you want to jump in and learn any skill, whether that's Photoshop, coding, how to be productive, how to build a website, how to do a podcast, all of it, they got something for you to check it out and explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com TSC. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. How can you beat free? Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com TSC. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com TSC. And be sure to check out Greg McEwen's course. It's amazing.
1: In the meantime, some other books that I'm reading just really quickly for research actually for The Skinny Confidential, I'm reading The Park Avenue Face, wanna interview him. It's all about plastic surgery, which is interesting read. I'm also reading, and this has nothing to do with politics. Absolutely nothing. In fact, I don't really even partake too much in politics. It just has to do with the fact that I watched the first Wives Club and I thought what she said, don't get mad, get even, was really fabulous. Ivana Trump wrote a book called Raising Trump and it's about how she raised her kids and it's juicy. So if you want something juicy, that's interesting. She talks a lot of shit about Donald kind of funny. And then another one that I would recommend is by Esther Perel. It's called Mating in Captivity and it's Unblocking Erotic Intelligence. So those are some of my favorites. But if you want all of our books, like Michael said, just Google the Skinny Confidential Book Club.
0: And literally anything by the master robert green
1: every single book by literally
0: robert. any book you could pick up any book and it's worth robert it.
1: green robert if robert wanted to date me i might have to leave you if
0: robert wanted to date me i would yeah. leave you yeah robert open invite
1: <laughs>
2: right right okay i think he's married what's next Mimi? all right let's wrap that one up okay some people wanted to know your nighttime skincare routine
0: well Right now, it's just like crying myself to sleep that I can't get Are out you rubbing the world. sand on, on your skin? A, no.
2: What's going on? That is a fact. I
1: caught you rubbing La Mer on your fucking kneecaps the other no, day. you
0: always tell that story. That's not it's true. It's a true
1: story. You come into bed, and I have a nose that can smell anything and you lay in bed like you haven't done anything. They're not asking smell. my
0: routine. They want to know your routine. No, they yeah. are. No, oh, they are? They're yeah. asking yeah. my routine? Yeah, they are. Oh, God. Don't
1: lie. Just be like transparent Well, no,
0: it. I am always transparent You, you have about a it. good 10 step. I, you know, I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie, everybody. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be vulnerable here for a minute. Taylor, cue the sad music. He probably didn't cue the... I mm-hmm. guarantee he's not going to cue nope, the music. Nope, he wasn't He never up.
2: cues it
1: up.
0: I guarantee right now, whoever's listening, there's me. no sad music playing. 100%. Get Taylor. I bet you didn't do it. Nope. That's why also I can't smack him in the studio because I don't see him right now. I've been lagging a little bit, but there's one thing that like, even if I lag and I need a go-to you, Lauren, you're going to have to tell me what the exact product's called, but it's the white Dr. Dennis clear. There's the silver top. What, which one is that?
1: It's a moisturizer. I don't know exactly what it's called. You use it all the time. They use that every night. Let me, let me look what that is. I think that is the ask.
0: best nighttime cream that you can use, but typically you know, I typically am a, a morning face washer. I don't wash my face in the night. I think only once a night or once a day, right? Who told you that? Well, you told me, but then a million doctors that have been on the I show disagree. also told me. Why? Why do you disagree?
2: Because if you use an active ingredient at night, like I use retinol. So in the morning, I want to wash all the retinol off my skin so that I don't get burned.
0: Yeah, but I only wash in the morning is what I'm saying. No, but he so, doesn't use retinol. No, I do use retinol in yeah. the night.
2: Oh, okay. well, you should listen to Mimi because yeah, she knows. But, I, yeah. I, but
0: the same thing. If I, I use the retinol You don't in want to the wash night.
2: the day off. We live in LA. It's so smoggy.
0: I live inside this house, Mimi. I don't (laughs) live anywhere anymore. See,
1: my theory is I don't wash my face in the morning ever because I want to let the products from the night before seep into my skin. So I wake up like an oily, dewy bitch and I want to keep it that way and let all the essence seep in. I'll give but the retinol thing that you're saying makes total sense.
2: You use active ingredients too. You use hydroquinone sometimes or however you say it. Hydroquinone. Yeah. Oh, Don't
1: sometimes. You? It's, uh, not, not, too, not too much since I got pregnant. I've been mm. like kind of doing a lot of clean beauty lately.
0: I'll give all the men and women out there a tip from my perspective that may not be the exact answer to this because I'm having trouble answering for whatever reason. Maybe because I just haven't been in a routine lately. But the main thing that I would say to anyone is that uh, and, and the, maybe because I think we're speaking to a lot of women, if you're trying to get your man into a skin routine, give him one line of products. Like don't go and say you use this from like a, a La Mer, Dr. Dennis, Barbara Stern. Like what you did with me was you said, hey, this is three products you use from Dr. Dennis, use a one, two, three. Or you said these are three products you use Drunk Elephant, one, two, three. So what I've done since you've taught me about skincare is I, I typically stick with only one skincare line for like one or two months and just follow the steps that that doctor or skincare brand has put out there and that usually works really really well for me
1: my greatest work of art that I've ever done in my life is getting you on a skincare routine. And I don't feel like you're giving the audience what they need to know. So I'm going to give it to them.
0: Tell them the product. I was, I was I'm going to
1: pull it back around because I can't forget a, a detail. Okay, so the product that he likes that's by his bedside that he stuck his big finger in a hundred times, it's called Dr. Dennis Gross. It's in a white container and it's the Alpha Beta Exfoliating Moisturizer. And the reason that he likes it and he's shaking his head because I know him is Because it's a moisturizer, but it has tiny little particles in it that feel really nice on your skin because it exfoliates your skin while making it clean and dewy. Does your wife know you? Yeah,
0: that's it. Okay. I think it's a really good product for men. He
1: also uses and likes because I go through his bathroom and like organize everything. He also likes the peel pads by Dr. Dennis. He doesn't use the extra strength and he doesn't use the sensitive skin, he uses the regular Wrong. ones.
0: If I'm if i if I feel like my skin's good, I'll use the light. The, oh, here. The See, one. it's
1: coming out guys. But uh-huh. if my
0: skin uh-huh. looks like garbage, like it does right now, uh-huh. I'll use the See? medium, but okay. I never go the heavy. We're going to, we're gonna get too it. Okay. All
1: right. So he also likes drunk elephant. Okay. He uses the drunk elephant teal moisturizer that you pump, pump, pump. And he also uses the vitamin C serum by Dr. Dennis Gross and Drunk Elephant. No, he mixes... See, I'm okay, get Now, well, now you're reminding me. So <laughs> me.
0: So I use the Drunk Elephant with the light blue top. Okay. Then That's I at night. The, no. That's no, at night. No, I talked to her when she came on the show and we we, And and we, she said you could use that at night or... Taylor, pull the tape. He's not going to pull the tape. No. Anyone go back and He's listen to the tape. He's beating his meat. <laughs> go look at the tape. So I use the light blue with the orange, which is the vitamin C in the morning. And then I tap uh-huh. that off with the teal... Moisturizer. Okay, so his wife was right. At night, I use if I'm using Drunk Elephant, which I said don't switch brands. If I'm using Dr. Dennis, I'm not doing this. But if I use at night, then I use the light blue with the pink top, which You're is You're overwhelming
2: the, the audience. And how do you know more about skincare than 95 They do want specifics. Yeah. I'm going to go down to your bathroom after this and take pictures and uh-huh. post it on the podcast Perfect. Instagram.
1: You also use that's covered in your pube hair from your razor that you use. That's
0: my facial. That's my
1: facial hair. It looks like pube Can okay. we not talk about his pubes right now? <laughs> it makes me sick too. I have to be as subjected to it. You also use elemis oils all the time. He loves the superfood oil, the green one, the little bottle, and my friend Weston who I manipulated into a skincare routine uses all elemis. So elemis is a great way to start the day as well.
0: Are you sure this question was directed at me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. People have
2: asked before.
1: So okay. what you need to do, like I've told you for the last 800 years, is Film a TikTok skincare routine, please.
0: Let me just add that to my my shit list of shit things to do.
1: All right. Maybe we'll just sneak and do it when you're not looking. If you don't do it, I'm going to set up cameras when you're shaving your pubes into the toilet and I'm going to post it on TikTok. He would never let anyone see that.
2: <laughs> he has the door like dead bolted. I have so
1: much blackmail. If he ever fucks with me, you don't even know the blackmail. I have.
2: I've never even seen his feet. I can't imagine I'm, like hidden cameras. No, no,
0: no. Men don't walk around with open-toed shoes. That's a, that's a no, no. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> I don't even do that in my fucking house.
2: And then he uses Woo More
1: Play. (laughs)
0: That's
1: (laughs) another thing he uses. All right, next question. Okay, next question.
0: I'm moving on. Okay. People want to know Lauren's as well. Oh my god. We were just we were just scratching the surface. Do we have all day?
1: No, I'm just kidding. Right now, I'm just gonna give you five of my standout favorites that you can't go wrong that aren't gonna collect cobwebs in your drawer. You're gonna use them over and over and over and over again. Fitner's daughter ride or die. Obsessed with the oil, smells delicious. Great. Michael don't touch it. It's expensive. It's like gold. It's the one product that I will spend money on. Okay? That is
0: my, my nighttime routine consists of me sneaking in and stealing okay. the stuff that you like.
1: Elemis oils. They have amazing oils. There's this one that's pink and yellow and white. It comes in this little magical bottle and you've put a few drops on your face and it makes you glow. Sonia Dakar's Butterfly Bomb i am having such a moment with this i take it all the way down to my boobs it's on my shoulders it's underneath my eyes they also have like a mini jade energy one that is green and both of those together you cannot go wrong dr dennis vitamin c Uh, We talked about on Dr. Dennis's IGTV, if you go to his feed at Dr. Dennis Gross, all about why vitamin C is so essential in quarantine. So that's one that I keep going back to. I can't say enough good things about it. And then my last product that I can't stop using is this beauty water that Mimi got me. It's from Korea. She brought it back from Korea. I tried it a couple times. I'm in love with it. It reminds me, and I haven't told you this, of Shmi in peter pan remember the scene where he's shaving captain hook's face yeah, and then, he then afterwards, afterwards the, the, he does after shave butt, no he does after shaving he goes like yeah, but he does
0: it on the seagull's butt remember because he yeah. accidentally shaves the seagulls yeah.
1: I, I love how you pan. get my disney I know references peter
0: pan. that, that w- turns me
1: on it makes me wet. i know
0: peter pan i okay. was peter pan when so, so, i was oh. a <laughs> kid <laughs> i love whoa peter pan.
1: um
2: i wanted
0: to live in a fucking tree excuse and me my we're life.
2: discussing beauty water so beauty water you're a crook captain hook okay do you know what that's from those are my five picks right now arrested development
0: oh yeah i do remember that one one. did you
2: want to be a maritime lawyer when you were a child no okay what's next by the way the beauty water is by sawn and park oh thank you how many
0: questions are there because i mean we are we just got we've only done two
1: questions get over it don't
2: micromanage the situation okay moving on this is like a, a question with a story a little bit what are your thoughts on men playing video games My man will play a minimum twelve hours a day while in quarantine. Ooh, twelve hours a day!
0: What a lucky guy! You know what? I wish that I could still play video games, but I used to love video games.
1: We're all pretty much in the same situation. We're lounging around. We're in quarantine. We need some comfortable pair of pants to wear. There's nothing worse than wearing an uncomfortable jean in quarantine. I can't think of anything worse. It gets all sweaty. And especially with being in postpartum, there's nothing worse than a gene in quarantine and being postpartum. So that's why I've been wearing Beta Brands dress pant yoga pant. I have been talking about this pant for the last year and a half. If you have not tried this pant, you're missing out because you look chic and put together and like you have your life together but you're also really comfortable so it's one of those pairs of pants that your significant other is probably going to check your ass out in but at the same time you're entirely comfortable which is exactly what girls want you know what i mean we're all working from home you know you want to look cute on the top with your blouse but you can also be cute on the bottom and you can also be comfortable so pro tip keep your routine get into your work mindset wear your chic pant but also at the same time feel like you're in your favorite pair of sweats these pants have it all they're wrinkle resistant they're stretchy they have skinny they have crop they have eight pockets straight like boot cut I like the skinny ones in black we've talked about this right now all skinny confidential him and her listeners can get 25% off your first order when you go to betabrand.com skinny that's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com skinny find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants. Simply go to betabrand.com slash skinny for 25% off. All right, back into the show. 12 hours. That's a lot.
0: My dad told me when I was a kid, everyone told me, Hey, quit playing fucking video games. You're not you're st- such a waste of time. Don't know what you're doing. Now there's kids making millions of dollars. I, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go become a streamer. I'm done. I'm going to go. Here's
1: back. my thing with 12 hours though. I, you well, know- is
0: he streaming? Is he trying to make a living?
1: Yeah, I need more context. I need more like situational information with this. Is he making a living or is this something that it's like a side hustle or is he just doing it to be lazy? He's
0: probably just in his underpants with his friends. If he's
1: just letting his cock hang out to the side and he's eating cookies on the couch and there's crumbs everywhere and the dog's licking his left toe, like that's maybe something that you might wanna think about, especially if you're gonna eventually have kids with him because you're gonna need him to tuck his cock away, put the cookies away and have the dog stop licking his toe. But if it's, it's side hustle or it's his job, that's a different story. In my opinion, this is my opinion. To
0: me, it sounds like this person is writing in because it is not his job or his side hustle. Okay.
1: So if it's not his job, I would, uh, I would have a serious, serious talking.
0: I miss video games, you know,
1: with a manipulation that you need a good puppeteered m- manipulation. So casual comments that are dropped and then changing the subject, saying pass the ketchup little texts and articles that you're sending in the midday little comments from the mother-in-law. I love to use, uh, you use a good mother-in-law comment. How you know,
0: 25 plus I, I used to play video games. So remember that I used to play, didn't Rainbow play for Six. 12 hours. I played rogue. So yes, I did. Rogue no, you Spear. Didn't. I played Warcraft. I played Honey Starcraft. you didn't pay for 12 hours. I played everything.
1: Okay, well you didn't pay, play for 12 hours, that's a lot. I would start
0: you know who, like, ticking
1: I, I, away with my tactics and manipulation.
0: You know who the, the people I envy are these guys that have become professionals. So like, like, I'm like, I'm jealous of those people. I'm like, God damn it. That would have been fun.
1: Okay. Well, you can play video games. Go play video games. Here <laughs> I
0: am on the okay. mic.
1: P- play video games, Talking Michael. about skincare routines. No, <laughs> no one's stopping Aw. babe.
0: Um, but you know the other perspective is this guy could be out screwing around and he's not. He's at home. No, I, what's he
1: no, going to do during I don't quarantine? Buy that. No, I don't buy that. You're not going to say he can be out screwing around. So now instead he's going to play video games here's what i would hours. say you guys all every guy in quarantine needs like a, a talking to no,
0: but let me tell you what happens do you want me to
1: do it on behalf no, of all women because no, like me, I'm, I'm down
0: let me tell you this though the guy's gonna grow up and he's gonna get a lot of responsibilities. he has grown
1: up michael he's and, 25 plus come
0: on and he's gonna have kids or something you know he's gonna be i'm talking about myself and then you're not gonna one day you're gonna look back and you're gonna have all your great video game systems and you're gonna be able to buy whatever video game you want and but you're not real here's
1: to. my problem with video games personally like my own problem I don't want to be in the kitchen listening to my low frequency bossa Nova with a tangerine diffuser and ha- candles lit and hear people shooting each other. Like, no, I just don't want to do that. Michael. I bought
0: headphones for the living room so I can have Bluetooth headphones that plugs. You know, it's true too. I, okay, but I
1: have random chores that I like for you to do. For all the guys the day. out
0: there, there's a, good, a great game called Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I just played that game. I had time to play that, but it was a single player. I couldn't even get multiplayer. Okay. I want to play the new Call of Duty. Can't do that either.
1: The only video game I like in my life is Street Fighter and I was Chung
2: Lee
0: Mimi can't say anything she's on that Animal Crossing thing that,
1: that,
2: I have played 180 hours of Animal Crossing since see? March. That's I can't do. do it I can't do that I can't waste 180
1: hours when I could be doing I, I mean I think you do relaxing okay.
2: Okay. I tried Fair to get in,
0: I tried to get into this game that the, that the young kids are playing Animal Crossing and there's this beaver in there what's it it's a beaver right Tom Nook Tom Nook this guy pissed me raccoon. off so bad oh he's a raccoon god he pissed me off I, th- I basically broke the game because I couldn't do oh Mario Kart remember Mario Kart Mario all the games remember Duck Hunt
1: i, I like games. super mario i could fuck with super mario which one the one where he like super mario is like a big umbrella he, no <laughs> don't talk to her about that. <laughs> he this. bounces on don't the mushroom and he it, like don't eats talk it. To her about
0: those she's gonna piss me off because she doesn't know she tries to Super a, smash Bros? Do you know what she does
1: no it was like, like vintage that? nintendo lauren her
0: whole life has done this thing where she tries <laughs> to jump in and act like she knows about these things she, i do
1: know about super mario i do I'm sorry, it had the gray remote. Name name
0: three characters that are in Mario outside of Mario.
1: Princess Peach, who was me. The weird mushroom guy. What's
0: his name? Everyone knows this.
1: Yeah. Mushroom, (laughs) Toad.
0: Toad, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, name two more because we just gave you that one. Mario. You said that, okay.
2: We can't use Mario. Wow. See, told you. I don't remember
1: the names. I just remember I was good at it. Bowser? No, I was good at Sega too. I was good at Sega.
0: Bowser, Yoshi.
1: Oh, I forgot about Yoshi. All right. Well, Wendy,
0: remember it's no, Bowser's daughter. It's no. only Okay. All right. Lemmy.
1: Next. Jigglypuff. No, that Jigglypuff. The Koopa Troopas. Luigi. Wario. <laughs> you used to call me Jigglypuff when we were twelve. She's from
0: Pokemon. She's from Pokemon. So oh, don't do. Okay, let's not. that's
2: cute. Okay. All right. Next question. Did she look like a Jigglypuff? No, I, she Jigglypuff was pink. No, I Michael looked keychain. like a Jigglypuff. He was so small. I still have the keychain.
0: I know.
1: Perfect keto, specifically perfect keto cookies because they're low carb and we're in quarantine and I don't know about you, but I'm not getting as much exercise as I once was. So a low carb cookie sounds like my definition of a dream. Basically, they're these keto cookies, okay? Okay. You could have them busy mornings, busy days when you don't have time to cook, when you want a dessert in bed while you're watching Housewives. You could keep them in your gym bag. You could even use them as a pre-workout energy boost. You can stash them in your car, your office, or travel luggage, or you can use them how I personally like to use them, which is keeping my hypoglycemic husband off my ass by giving him a perfect keto cookie. Okay, so these cookies are made for people that eat a keto diet and like to avoid unnecessary blood sugar spikes. They really like created a cookie that makes your blood sugar not spike, which is amazing and awesome. Uh, If you're on a low-carb lifestyle, this is also great. Or you just want like a decadent treat, like I said, in bed. I'm the person that gets crumbs all over the sheets. This cookie's for you. A couple of pluses too. Like I said, they're formulated not to spike blood sugar, which we love, added collagen protein, and great texture uh ingredients are delicious got to check them out lots of fiber all you have to do is go to www.perfectketo.com skinny to buy one and get one perfect keto 40 percent off plus free shipping if you're in quarantine and your husband's acting hypo this is the cookie for you you can have one
2: give him one it'll shut him up all right let's get back into the show okay moving on who is your dream podcast guest
0: is my dream podcast guest
1: don't say something like oprah everyone says oprah no, I we I got have one oprah can i say everyone's mine. dream guest we got it what else yeah say yours larry david to be on your guys's show that that i would die such a good one that's a good one. Oh, that's i think that's the best one ever yeah i don't think you're gonna get better than that no. can it be living or dead yeah whatever you want james gandolfini no. oh soprano hundred percent i would sit on his knee i <laughs> <laughs> I love James Gandolfini. I'm sorry, but there's something about him that is so hot. James Gandolfini, like <laughs> he's like so weird.
0: No, out. I think that would have been amazing.
1: Yeah, he. I would have loved to have sat and picked his brain for two hours. Yeah, or Elon one. Musk. That'd be a Elon really Elon Musk fun would be a good one. Yeah, but Elon Musk is like too like Oprah category. We know okay. that's no. Like I want
0: to go like I want to go somewhere like someone who doesn't do podcasts. You know?
1: Yeah. Okay. Who? Hmm.
0: A lot of people probably won't even know who this answer is but i think it would have been amazing to interview don rickles before he died mr wonderful or no mr warmth mr warmth mr warmth right
2: no it was mr wonderful didn't they just make a movie about him i
0: thought it was warmth mr warmth wonderful i know don rickles was fucking hilarious him
1: don rickles is a really good one i would you love seem to pretty- have interviewed josh gabor
2: of course
0: there's a lot of good ones
2: what were you gonna say he seems really what i was gonna say you seem pretty invested not even to know the name of his show who? He's your number one, Don Rickles? He's no, but I just couldn't... Re- I don't
0: know. I couldn't remember if he was warmth or wonderful. I liked... He was warm and wonderful. How about that? Okay. okay. I, liked, I liked him. But he would have been good. I think he would have... I just wanted him to... I would want him to come on here and just make fun of us. That'd be funny. Larry David's pretty up there.
2: Yeah, I killed it with that one.
0: Or even like someone like... No, I know who I would want. I would want to interview someone like Genghis Khan, right? And be like, yo, man, like... How'd you build the biggest land empire of all time? Like, how'd you do that? Why'd you, why'd you, why'd you, why'd you knock down China's wall? Like, why'd you climb over that and sack all those cities or Napoleon, you know, someone like that.
2: That is such a good one. Both those people.
0: Yeah. Like, I, like dead people.
2: Imagine sitting at the table with Genghis Khan and Napoleon.
0: Yeah. All these, all these people that are living, you kind of, yeah. Yeah. All you live people. Barbie. I would
2: have loved to
1: have interviewed the creator of Barbie. Her name was Ruth. I would have loved to do that. Is That's she dead?
2: Like, yes. That'd be fascinating.
0: I guess we would just want to talk to dead people. Okay. That's it. But yeah, I mean, if there's anybody else interesting alive, like come on the show, sure, come on, welcome.
2: Okay. The next question is.
0: Are you having trouble finding the questions? I, you can't see out of those glasses, can you?
2: No, I made the font too small. I think.
0: No, yeah, cause, cause those are not those glasses aren't prescription. Okay. There are
2: prescription okay, glasses.
0: Yeah. Can't read your, your phone.
2: Look at how small it is.
0: I mean, is not that why you wire the glasses? Okay. Anyways, no, that's for
2: on. farsighted. Told you I was gonna catch you. Okay. Whatever. This is for someone who's launching a new business. The question is how to develop a community that trusts you and wants you to coach them. It's a saturated market and tough to get noticed.
1: The words saturated and tough take them out of your vocabulary. I don't use negative words like that. I tell my team this too. I don't start emails out with, unfortunately, I don't want to hear the word tough. I don't want to hear the word saturated. I would really change your verbiage to "There, we're dealing with the world. The world is not saturated. There is room for you. There is room for your unique perspective i would stop giving energy towards things being tough i think that's a very big roadblock in people moving forward and i notice that people tell themselves a narrative of why they can't do things so that's the first thing that i would eliminate from your vocabulary as far as building a community instead of focusing on building community i would focus on what you do have so if you have one fan or 10 fans that are obsessed with what you're doing, focus on that one or 10 or 20 or 200 fans that you already have and give them the most amazing, insane experience. And they will go be your soldiers and tell other people about your idea or brand or community. The mistake I see people making is that they're always wanting more, 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 instead of just focusing on what's in front of them, what they have and who does appreciate them.
0: I mean, I think like why just to... I'm going to reinforce what you just said. I think people in the beginning, when they're starting a new business, they focus way too much on quantity and not enough on quality. When I say quantity, they focus on how to build this massive community or this massive audience or this massive customer base, and they forget that they they already have an existing small base. So like, say you start a business and you have 10 customers. Typically what people do is they say, okay, great, got those 10, fuck those people, moving on to the next, try to get the next people. But if you focus more on servicing those first 10 or providing content for those t- first 10 or speaking to those first 10, they're gonna go until another 10 and another 10. But so many people, they don't focus on that and they get they get in the weeds focused on this huge number of like all these different customers and listeners or viewers or readers or whatever, and they don't cater to the people they already have and it capsizes their business to begin with. So it's like, it's a quality thing over quantity to begin with and it's being grateful that you have anybody paying attention or anybody buying your service or anybody you know as a customer and focus on catering to them and servicing them first and they will go and grow your business for you, right? Like this show, for example, started with very few listeners compared to what it has today and those listeners really were the mouthpieces to other now other listeners that learned about this show. It was, you know, Lauren and I have never spent a dollar on marketing for this thing. You know, we started speaking to a very small select group of people. They told some other people, they told some other people, but it's always been because we've put those people first. Lauren did the same thing on our blog. I've done it the same way on every kind of consumer-facing business or product based business i've had is focus on the customers and the consumers that you already have and grow from there don't focus on a macro in the beginning focus on the micro that's that's my advice on starting a business and also make sure you have a good fucking idea and product that's worth like if you wouldn't buy it yourself or you wouldn't share it with a family member or a friend and you don't believe in it then don't don't expect others to either like make sure you have a rock-solid product
1: there's nothing worse than people promoting shit that they wouldn't actually use themselves
0: and was that a coaching question was that like a like somebody's trying to start a coaching business
2: no, somebody's trying to start a fitness business.
0: Okay. Oh, I get it. A fitness business. Okay, so if you're in shape and you want to share that, I get that. I'll go on a tangent on coaching businesses. Make sure that there's, there's nothing worse than... Than that twenty-two year old, twenty-three year old life coach that wants to talk to you about being an entrepreneur. There's, you know, I've waited for a very long time to start talking anything. You never see me putting a course out about how to be a podcast master or how to run a podcast business. I don't like. I'd rather teach people by showing in actions, not by saying, "Hey, buy my course and learn." Like, always question these people that are saying, "Like, hey, buy my course to learn." Like, I and there's a lot of people maybe gonna get mad at me saying that. I would make sure that you have the credibility. And if you are gonna sell a course and you are gonna teach people and uh, coach people on how to build a business, make sure you actually have done it yourself and have the real credibility. And if you're gonna be somebody that's buying those courses, look into that person and make sure they've actually done it themselves. You know, like, I think that's uh, that, that just is a tangent I went on, but it's it's true.
2: Okay, the next question is, how has your relationship changed now that you've had a baby? Don't look at me to answer that question. Ladies
0: first. Nope. Ladies no, ladies first.
2: No, you can, you can go first. You guys are handling it well. Are we? Yeah.
0: Have you seen my, my skin? Have you seen my face?
2: You've looked better, but uh, relationship-wise, uh, today was a little testy,
1: testy, testy. Well, listen, yeah. I that's would the say the th- gym.
0: I would say this: we were talking to our pediatrician, and it's this is not easy on any married couple or any couple. Just, I'm not going to say married. Any couple, anybody that's together, man, woman, you know, man, man, woman, woman, whatever, the, whatever the the situation is quarantine is not easy when you throw a young kid in the mix. And I was talking to him. He's got two young children that are in school. It's probably even harder for them because all the kids that, you know, shout out to all the parents that are taking care of the kids that can't go and socialize in school and like have to actually like get them through a school day. And of course that's not easy. So, you know, this quarantine situation has not necessarily been the easiest when you throw kids in a mix, you throw work, you throw a smaller space,
1: you throw 800 balloons for my birthday and all the flowers that,
0: yeah. But in,
1: but, but in light of all that. And just crowd the apartment out. And so it looks like the movie up.
0: I would say the kid has brought in us much closer together. And like this, there's one thing that like, no matter what's going on with Lauren and I, which is, it's usually good, but that we're both completely aligned and love the kid. So it's like, it's this commonality of like, there's something you both love so much that it brings you together in a different type of way.
1: Also, I think Michael and I were talking about this when we could go out to dinner 500 years ago about how Zaza was was built on so much history. You know, we've known each other since we were 12 years old. Our families know each other. They're so intertwined. Like, you're best friends with Michael's little sister. Like, there's so many different dynamics like that. And we've been together, you know, for the last 10 years. And it wasn't a hasty decision. The way she was made was just with so much love and so much history. And so I think that that, gives the whole situation another dynamic. I don't know if it's good or bad or what it is, but it it makes it very special. But I will say at the same time, like there's a million things he does that annoy the fuck out of me. I wrote an eight page text to you the other night because he was micromanaging me as a mom and I wrote a huge text with bullet points included to break down what was going on. and when he asked like about a nightmare, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> He tried to stick his toe to the other side of the bed to feel out how mad I was. And I flicked his toe across the room.
0: She's like one of those things, you know, like when the, the college kids, they put up the meme of the of the guy with like the, he's getting the text that's like 50 pages long. Yep, it's like, yeah. oh, he's dead. But that was like me. I was like,
1: don't oh. screw with me. I will send you a 3 a.m. rage text. I
0: glanced at it. No, you didn't.
1: You read it. And if you act up, I say, please refer to bullet four.
0: My response Section was going to be that it's been so incredible to see my wife become an amazing mother. Manipulative. And I, and I mm-hmm. love her so much. Uh-huh. No, I mean, but honestly, that's it is it is a beautiful thing to watch your significant other take care of a child that you love so much. I don't know how to explain it. But oh my
1: if, God, baby, you're cheering up.
0: Am I crying? No, I think I got a thing my but I'll cry. <laughs> I can, I'll cry if that, if that gives me some points. But no, it is. I mean, I think like it's, in our case, I do believe it's brought us closer together quarantine's not making it easy though. So we'd be even closer. I think if this wasn't, I'm not ready
1: to bend over and doggy right now. I'm not feeling the hottest I've ever felt. That's being dead honest. I mean, I need to lose 25 pounds. And when I say I need to lose, I say, I want to rephrase. I would like to lose 25 pounds that I gained during pregnancy for me to feel my best. I, um constantly striving to be the best version of myself and for me I feel the best 25 pounds lighter so that's been a hurdle and also to see your body change so much is a mind fuck and I think that that's not talked about enough which is very surprising to me it's it's a it's a lot to gain so much weight and have your hormones go completely crazy and then you're breastfeeding, and that's that's a whole different dynamic. And then your skin's freaking out because you have pregnancy masks and hormones and all these new pimples. And you're in quarantine, and you have access to nothing. And by the way, I'm not complaining. I love my life, and I think that there's so much opportunity with this quarantine, which we can get into, and so many pros of this quarantine. And it's so incredible that my husband gets to be home on paternity leave with me. But, I'm not
0: on paternity leave. I'm just stuck well, in the house because okay, I can't you go wanna, to my office.
1: Whatever you want to call it, I do think though that the aftermath of pregnancy is not is swept under the rug.
0: This is what. Uh, yes, I agree with everything you said. No, but you
1: you, but you, you, you can't, can't of agree. course
0: I can I agree with you what you said. You have to
1: agree. You have to say you you say you agree, but you don't really understand. You know what? Never mind. I disagree. No, you <laughs> I'm just, just I'm should kidding. say. Just you know what you should do? You should just literally listen. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you just don't know. You
2: just don't know.
0: Maybe me next question, quick, <laughs> go. All
2: right, the next question is a bit more fun. It's how did taking shrooms help you get over postpartum depression?
1: First of all, it wasn't postpartum depression, it was anxiety. I just want to make sure that that's clear. I did not have postpartum depression. I had postpartum anxiety. It was and anger. Yeah. And Michael, yeah, I had a little bit of anger, but your husband. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything he did annoyed
0: me. He would, he would roll
1: over in bed and I'd be like, do you have to roll like that? She was scary. What a
0: beautiful day. You look amazing (laughs) today, honey. Can't believe how great a mother you are. And then like, she'd like go and like scratch my eyes out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. That's not what I had. I had crippling anxiety where I would get anxious over things that I normally would not get anxious over. And that's pretty normal. It's nothing out of the ordinary, but I decided that I was going to microdose. And what I'll say is that I want to bring an expert, Michael Pollan, shout out to Michael Pollan. Michael Pollan,
0: come on the show. He wrote
1: the book, How to Change Your Mind, uh, on the show to share the journey that I had with mushrooms and getting rid of my postpartum anxiety. I am not gonna sit here and tell people to you know, do something. I'm just sharing my journey and my experience. And I decided to microdose for my postpartum anxiety. I did it three times. I did it one time, it was gone 50%. So the anxiety went down 50%. I did it another time, it went down 80%. And then I did it a third time and it's gone. There's obviously little tiny things that I also added, such as breath work, cold showers, you know, more time to myself. But what got rid of my, I'm going to say my, because I'm talking about myself. I'm not saying blanket advice, anxiety was microdosing mushrooms.
0: Well, I would say I won't like talk specifically about my experiences because we don't have enough time. We'll do it again in another episode. Hopefully, Michael Pollan comes on. But what I would say is it strips down your ego completely, so that you have the ability to objectively look at the problems or issues, or challenges or hurdles that are in your mind and in your life. You, it's almost like an out, I don't want to say it's out of body experience because that's going to freak people out. It's it's basically like an eagle eye perspective with no eagle with no ego involved, and way for you to sit and analyze anything that's going on in your life objectively and figure out the most rational solution. That also is like a self loving solution, if that makes sense. So it, to me, like I, I look at it as a very medicinal thing, and it it's helped me work through many issues, challenges, problems, like, you know, ideas, things I'm stuck on that that's, and that's why I, enjoy it. But I, and, you know, there's also the reverse, some people like to party on it, whatever. But I, I think if you use it in the way that I just described, you can actually have some pretty tremendous breakthroughs.
1: Yeah, we definitely didn't use it in a party way. It was very medicinal, like Michael said, and we've done it before and had the most in depth, amazing conversations, I think of our relationship on it. And so This time it was a little bit more independent, but also together, but also independent. I have like a whole story around it and I want to tell that story, but I feel like we should wait for another episode to get into it. So yeah, microdosing.
0: Until Michael Pollan comes on the book, though, read his book, How to Change Your Mind.
1: Yeah, read How to Change Your Mind. Michael Pollan. It's good. Audible too, has it.
2: What's next? Last question. Final question, Didi. This is the last one. Are you into microdosing? Mm, I liked it when I took it. I just laughed like a little kid. It was amazing. And I looked at the stars. Yeah, it was great. you realize that
0: you wanted to wear fake glasses?
2: No. I was really feeling anxiety about the quarantine. And I took it and it really helped my anxiety. It made me realize like this is just like a chapter of life like anything else. And I've been feeling better since then. That is true because your whole outlook on the quarantine has changed
1: since you tried it.
2: Yeah. I hate being trapped in one place. And so it was really hard for me like at first to have to cancel trips and whatnot. But... I'm feeling completely fine now.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy what it does. I think if you go into the microdosing experience with an issue that you want to solve, it's like a ball of yarn. So the ball of yarn is all tangled up and you can really untangle the yarn through the experience is what I've found.
0: That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because it strips down your ego and makes it so it's not all about you and you can look at things objectively. That's what, that's what, like that's in a nutshell what it does. So for people that need help with that or need help breakthroughs like have a have a like a mind tangle going on like it's definitely beneficial if you go into it with an intention of wanting to heal
2: I also think like when you're laughing like that on mushrooms it has to be so good for you i always feel so great the next day yeah you
1: feel really good you're not hungover at all or anything another thing i think is important to say and then we can move on to the next question i did it in nature no blue light no tv for 8 hours no screen that was so important and we were outside really reaping the benefits if you do it and you like watch a movie it's not going to be the same
2: you in have to be opinion. outside yeah all right okay right last along. question here we go part one what were you like in high school in part two what is advice that you would give to yourself
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna answer what lauren was like in high school First of all, I don't know how she got away wearing the, I don't know how you were, your dad let you out of the house wearing those scandalous clothes. It was way too much. I mean, way too much.
1: Fun fact, I used to shop in the Victoria's Secret lingerie section and I would wear it as a dress.
0: She, I think she saw Legally Blonde or something. She started bringing her chihuahua to school.
1: Paris Hilton day and age.
0: Platinum blonde hair, right?
2: Platinum blonde hair.
0: Obsessed with me.
2: No, that's a, Michael, tell the truth. What would you do if Zaza it, dressed the way that Lauren dressed?
0: What do you mean? She wouldn't, I would be like, what do you, I'd be like, I would like chain her to I, a wall.
2: I used to put it in my purse and change in the bathroom. Like who, you
1: aren't going to do anything.
0: Oh my God. He's freaking out. Yeah. That's stressful. Yeah. I don't know. What was she all? She was, Do you know what used to piss me off about Lauren? Cause I knew, cause so I met Lauren when we were 12 and everyone knows that story now, but then we broke up and she used to put on this like dumb bimbo act i was like a i don't can you say bimbo people are gonna be pissed whatever bimbo she has a bimbo bimbo <laughs> idiot she used to act like she wasn't she used to act like that and it used to drive me nuts because i knew her and i'm like why are you why are you acting like you're like stupid everybody like, why are you acting like a, like a bimbo i like saying bimbo i'm probably gonna be in control why bimbo. were
1: you so obsessed then
0: because well you know yeah. it, it drove me nuts because i was like okay there's a really smart girl i, I always and back me up on this i always believed in lauren and i saw her potential like from the very beginning and it used to drive me nuts because i'm like why why are you why are you doing that why i just
1: like to play games in high school
0: but meanwhile she was getting like a's and b's and was like you know that
1: doesn't make me smart what grades i was getting that's not that's not what it was the
0: older girls picked on her a lot she got i got picked on so
1: bad i got my car keyed i got my car written on with marker my tires slashed a house is toilet papered. I, you know, names called the whole works.
0: She made herself a moving target though with those outfits and the blonde I hair. I didn't and the care Chihuahua. though. You know,
1: what's funny is I just kept doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do and I just did not give them any energy and sure. that made them get more mad. Yeah. I would, it would, they would call me names and I just would act like, I would just be like, it's so insignificant. What are you doing, kicking the kicking
0: the, kicking the floor down there? I'm, I'm I told getting, you to so stop wheeling getting, around. That I'm chair. getting
1: excited talking getting about high school days. Yeah,
0: are you all right? Do you need to um, go talk to someone? I also
1: just—I feel like I didn't listen to the rules. I just was on Katie Maloney's podcast of Vanderpump Rules, and she asked me this question. I one one year, I just—I uh, don't know if you remember this. I just brought, decided one day that I was going to start bringing my lab and my Chihuahua to school. Yeah. so i just walked on campus <laughs> that no one could do anything because there was no rule that you couldn't bring your dog to school so the yeah, teachers well, didn't know what to do they were
0: flabbergasted 100 no, there was a rule that you could not do that and the teachers did do something no they
2: do. didn't I, my lab sat in english with me i had this teacher in high school because we went to the same high school and he saw my last name he's like oh i remember your sister she used to bring the chihuahua to class all the time i would sneak the chihuahua in my bag
0: We used to sneak around. We could say that now it's enough enough times past. Yeah, we used to sneak around. We got a kid together and probably our exes. Yeah, but I don't listen to this show.
1: I was not into you. You, Like uh,
2: which made you even more into me.
0: You were. We just talked about this. You were kind of into me. I was Sometimes. aloof.
2: I would think. I would say I was aloof in high school. That's, that's a good. Word. You had your. You dipped your toe into Michael to being yeah, interested but like then, that then I was terrible. like. That sounds terrible. No, I dipped my toe in, and I was like, okay, like you know,
1: this is a little too short. <laughs> it, this is lukewarm. And <laughs> no, I was very like I was very
2: aloof in high school. I think that's a good word.
0: Lauren, if I go if I go ten minutes down the road, you're you're hitting me on speed dial. Maybe back me up. It's true. That's, it's
2: that's Lauren was really on the deck true. for like thirty minutes earlier, and she Facetime called us ten times. You that's because Zaza needed a passy. You are
0: fucking obsessed. Okay,
2: whatever you like, whatever. Remember when he went out of town and you called him like truly ten times in one day? That's because I was pregnant and sober and bored. No, that was like two (laughs) years ago. No, she's
0: she's she's obsessed. I
2: do like to annoy you now. She's a freak. I'm not obsessed.
1: I was aloof, like I said, and I was really unstimulated, and I've talked about this a lot. I wish in high school that they would teach classes on delegation and being a boss and working for yourself and money management and all these things i was bored with algebra and and you know history class and i'm being honest and michael's gonna get mad that i'm saying this but I, I get mad because you want me to like really be into history but oh history. i wish that i could be learning more about entrepreneurship and and looking back that's what i think i was Do you want to know
0: you want to know about entrepreneurship yes read history read people that have done it before i, I
1: knew he was gonna say that um, told you i know him so well.
0: no but it's true i mean like people are like oh I. Re-. what
1: was michael bostick like in high school i was the worst no you weren't no
0: i mean in like school i was the worst i you was constantly were? yeah i was you know that i was constantly getting kicked out c d student sometimes b's but like definitely like a two point something student was not not a good student did not give a shit about any of the classes at all
1: that's all true
0: didn't care Used to fight. I was
1: te- too busy doing my own thing, but I'm I'm sure that you were bad in school.
0: <laughs> Terrible! I was te- I was.
1: I was too busy blowing you off to notice. <laughs> <laughs> That's Love not to laugh like Cora You had spiked hair.
0: Everybody you, had spiked hair. You then.
1: loved protein powder.
0: <laughs> no, that was later. Yes, it, no, no, you're that smiling. was later. That was in college. You I loved, loved protein, protein powder. powder. In college. Later. I feel like
2: you wore those shirts that have like the stripes on them. What's that called? A pinstripe?
0: No, I never wore No, that pinstripe.
2: was that was 7th grade. You're there good. was a picture of you. You know the one I'm talking about. It's like at your mom's house in a frame. No, my style Which one?
0: back me up. My I'll style hasn't really changed that much since high school. It's like literally been oh, like your
1: style was awful in high school. No, no, you think No, no it's so you're, much better now. You of
0: elementary school. Go back. No, I'm
1: not. I'm thinking of high school.
0: No, it was really like black jeans, t-shirts. Converse. I, I wear Converse back then a lot.
2: Okay. Boots. Ooh. Yeah, that was a school nice school picture. She just pulled up a picture. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Okay. What? it's not good,
2: you guys. He's no. wearing a pinstripe shirt, like it's I not, said.
0: It's not pinstripe. It's a straight black shirt. You
2: were, you were
1: a part of the popular crowd in our grade, but at the same time, you were very unaffected by it. So I feel like you were friends with everybody and you didn't, didn't um, lead with the fact that you were popular. You weren't an asshole. And you were never, ever, ever, and I hope that you will say the same thing about me. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. You were never, ever, ever a bully.
0: No, I would punch a bully in the nose. Yeah. I don't Neither like of us were bullies. No, I think like you know, I, that's why I'm so quick to like clap back at people if they're being bullies. Because we're all
1: about like justice and fairness. Both of us have always been like that. And I dated older guys. I was <laughs> hanging out with the oh, Michaels. <laughs>
0: He's getting ever. jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: not jealous. Why would I be jealous? <laughs> I mean, I'm a little jealous.
0: I literally have a child little jealous. with
2: you. He's getting flashbacks. Jealous. A little jealous. Looks slightly jealous. Listen, okay. if so. I would have
0: known all the things that I know now, maybe I would have been like, hey guy, you, you take care of this. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh. listen, you're a handful. You know what I laugh about? Like I think if, wow. you, if you and I split up, I'm like, good luck to the next poor guy that's got to put up with this train because it, it, it's, you're a lot you are At least a I'm lot. not boring no you're not boring but you okay. are a lot
1: i'm not boring
0: honestly i would be like if any, any guy would be like yeah good you want to go for a week let's see how you last buddy
1: oh okay is it's a challenge
0: and it's not a challenge i'm just saying like good luck buddy
1: okay is there any other fun bullets you want to talk about in high school is there anything, anything? you know i
0: have a really difficult time remembering back that far
1: what about yeah. the advice you were going to give to yourself? The advice that I would give to myself is, this is so annoying, but I would, is have more time, uh, introspective time, like have more time thinking about what makes me happy and what makes me tick. I think I sort of floated through high school without real, like, really zoning in on what the void was, and the void was that I was interested in potentially running my own business. So by the time I got to college, I was like forced in this box and like had to be tied in this box of like television broadcaster. And I think the advice would be is it's don't listen to all the outside noise. Let my intuition dictate where I was going.
0: I mean, it, my, my advice is kind of in line with that. I would basically go back knowing what I like. Is this the assumption knowing what I know now? yeah, Yes. I would say, and this is not a knock on teachers, but maybe the the school system in general, I would go back and say, literally half of this stuff that that they're teaching is not going to be relevant to your career path later on and so my problem is is that you learn there's a lot of like let's say like calculus like i get it you have to learn basic math skills or like i mean at one point i was in some class about like mapping city streets like what the fuck was that about you know like pointless yeah there's just certain things that like electively you have to do and like these you know they try to put the best curriculums together but i think if i could go back i would say zone in on the things that you're 100% interested in that drive you that get you excited and just focus on that and let the other shit go by the wayside. I don't think kids can do that though, because then they flunk out of school and they can't progress. And like, that's part of the problem is it's built on this system where like, you can't get to the next level unless you check a box that the system has put in place, which is not the way life works.
1: Sometimes it's okay though to question the system and the status quo. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is
0: where I empathize with young kids now is they kind of, you have to check a box in order to progress within that system. And like for young kids, for example, in high school, like If you get held back, like you literally cannot progress. So I think that's kind of like a flawed way that the school system set up. I think like you should be able to kind of go. I mean, it's not, it's not, listen, I don't have the answer to the system. All I'm saying is that there's a lot of stuff in there that I wish I would have let fall by the wayside and focused on more of the things that I later had to learn. Like I had to go tell self, for example, I didn't know anything about accounting. They didn't really teach you that. I didn't know anything about investing. They don't teach you that. I didn't know anything about how to set up a business or do taxes. You know, they don't teach you about mortgages. They don't teach you how to like buy a property. They don't even teach you what a refine. they don't, there's so many things that they don't teach you in, in school that are applicable to your day-to-day life. And, and it's stuff that you later have to go and figure out. So I wish that I would have taken more time instead of like, you know, finger painting class or whatever the <laughs> fuck they're we doing or like city mapping class. One time in I finger painting
1: class, my ex-boyfriend painted a giant dick on the bottom of his shoe. And he walked around all over school with his dick. And there was dick paintings all over everywhere. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah, He learned that. I
0: don't know why you're bringing him up. I'm just just kidding. Also,
1: I just want to say that I learned, and I said this on Katie's podcast today, I learned more being in the restaurant industry from the ages of 14 to 26 than I learned in school. I learned how to multitask, I learned how to deal with different energies, different personalities. I learned how to do um, while doing a million things at once, also being effective. I think I just learned people skills. So that's that's an interesting fact, Mimi. I would love to know, even though I already know what you were like in high school and what you would tell yourself ten years ago. Before we go,
2: mm. in high school, I what feel were like you, like you guys year, knew me one year ago. No, I'm gonna be 23 next week, so that's gonna be like seven years ago i would tell myself to learn a new language Ooh, for sure like instead of wasting all my time like doing other stuff i'd learn Smoking a new language blends. yeah i smoked a lot of weed i don't regret that though it was fun okay do you um, still do that yeah i still smoke weed not as much though and i would tell myself to study abroad in college
1: yeah that was a miss for me too and
2: probably start investing younger or managing my money better i think you're okay you're only 23
0: no yeah. but you see now because i would teaching me how to do it a little bit and th- i'm telling you like if somebody would have taught me like nobody teach me that nobody, nobody said like hey you get a little bit extra cash like this is what you do with it everyone's just like hey put in your stupid savings account and you're gonna get like you know like one okay but it's
1: our job as people to go out and and find more information and read books like sure, you but, can't but, blame someone yes for that. but
0: but i no, i well i'm not blaming someone i'm blaming the way we've set up our school system it's not necessarily like, there's some good parts of it. There's a lot of it that's just not applicable to the real world. It's just the fact. Like, you know, I wish that part, I actually think it would be beneficial for kids not to be able to go to college right after high school. Like, maybe they get out of high school and then they have to go work for two years. And then they actually kind of figure out during that process what they actually like to do. Then they go back to college and pick, you know, the course they want. Because the, the stuff that I studied, I have no clue about it. If I would have gone, gone and worked and found my path, I would have gone back, I would have studied something completely different.
1: Okay, so tonight for your studies, I want you to read the book called Why I'm Utterly Obsessed with My Wife and Do Whatever She Says and Why I Fan Her and Feed Her Grapes When She Wakes Up.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can <laughs> dig up that old regional development degree from the University of Arizona and hang it on the wall since that's serving me so well. Not that I didn't have fun there. I had a lot of them. If your parents are paying for college, just go to college because they're paying for it it's on their dime. And we just go party your face off and have fun and meet people. That's good. Especially if you go to like a, an Ivy League school, that's going to make good connections. But if you have to take on all the bills yourself right out of high school and you don't know what you want to do, maybe take some time off because the stu- student debt is a real thing.
1: Okay. Well, Mimi, where can
2: everyone stalk you on Instagram? Mm, I'm on Instagram, Mimi Everett's with two S's because Instagram won't give me Mimi Everett with one S. And I'm also on Twitter, Mimi Everett's with two S's as well, just to keep it cohesive. She fucking loves Twitter, you guys. Yeah, Twitter is like where it's at. She's popping her fucking puss on Twitter. I blocked her on Twitter. Yeah, I, no, I posted didn't. a picture of Michael when he was dressed up as a girl when he was eleven, and he blocked me. I blocked so. her ass. Are you kidding?
0: Well, oh, maybe I'm blocker.
2: You should have taken a class on how to take a joke. Nobody's so it. immature. They
0: didn't teach me that. They didn't okay. teach me in school.
1: And with that, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a fun Q and A. We will do more. Make sure you call into the hotline one eight three three skinnies, or just leave a question on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential, and Mimi and the team will be on it, collecting all your questions so we can do this again. Hope you guys staying safe in quarantine, let us know your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential for a chance to win some pink sparkly skinny confidential new stickers. With that, we will see you on Tuesday.
0: This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. So for those of you that do not know what Skillshare is, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning with thousands of classes online for people like you and me. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the Skinny Confidential. Explore your creativity at skillshare.com TSC and get two free months of premium membership. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com TSC. That's skillshare.com ESC